This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hey, y'all. Hey, welcome back to Such a Lady, and I'm your host, Siobhan. If you're tuning back in, welcome back, fam. But if this is your first time joining us, then like I always say, grab a seat glass of wine get comfortable because you've met your family you're home now so welcome um this week such a lady is drum roll me yes i chose myself to be the such a lady this week and guess what i can do that um because my birthday is on wednesday so i figured like i'm a such a lady so this week we're gonna celebrate me being such a lady. So I'm going to send myself my own candle. How about that? But um, yeah, so I'm excited. Hopefully, I wonder how many other Libras are out there, but I'm excited. Mine is on the, my birthday is actually this Wednesday and my daughter's is this Friday. So I'm excited. Um, Probably not going to do nothing, but it's just the fact that I made it to see another year. So I'm very, very thankful. Um, But let's get into it. All right. Now our story this week is kind of crazy because, um, I can kind of relate to, well, I can kind of, I think I can relate to all the stories y'all. I think I might be a low key killer, like for real. Cause like, why can I relate to every story that I talk about? And why do I always say that? Why don't I keep that to myself? Why do I let y'all know that I can relate to the story? See, something's wrong with me as a person. (laughs) But, okay, so the next lady, she's a caregiver. And when I tell you being a caregiver is not for the weak at heart, it's not. It's a 24-hour job, and it's it's just, you know, I mean, you don't get no holidays, no breaks, no nothing. It's just that. And so, um, and that's like if you're a caregiver of a family member, but... Our next person, Karen Clowers, and listen, that just, y'all know me and names. Why did they not just name her Flowers, Karen Flowers? That would have flowed better, but what is Clowers? I'm confused. Okay, so our next person, Karen um, Clowers, y'all, I'm just Karen, because listen, I'm going to mess that up if I keep trying to, it, sh- it just, it could have been just Karen Clown. It should have been Karen the Clown, but anywho, so Karen was, she was nice and generous. Everybody loved her. She was outgoing. She was, she took care of everybody. She would give everybody the shirt off her back. You know, she was really sweet. She just had really, really bad luck with men. Like, I really believe that's what it was because her mom beat it on her mom would beat on her when she was a child and so when she turned 16 she decided she wanted to move out because she didn't want to get beat on no more so she got married and that was her way of getting out of the house but it was like what do they say she jumped from the um what do they say from the grease right into the frying pan because the 
the when she got married, her husband, he started beating on her too. Like, not only did he beat on her, this man tried to stab her. So Karen was like, look, I'm I'm finna be out. Like, I'm go ahead and head out. Cause like it's one thing to be beating on me, but like you're not finna be trying to stab me. Like, I gotta draw the line somewhere. So before the ink was even dry on that divorce, Karen had met another guy. And she thought that it was going to be different with him. You know, it, it can't be worse than the one before. Of course it can't. Um, and she ended up having a baby with this guy. Um, she had, she ended up having a little girl named Pam. So, of course, she's thinking, okay, I'm married now. This is a different guy. He's not going to beat on me. Things are going to be better. We have this baby. We're going to have this good family. But he was a truck driver. And... If you've ever dated a truck driver, then you know that they got a girl in every state. Listen, not all of them. Not all of them. If you married to a truck driver, he's a honest man. He don't cheat. But there are a lot of truck drivers out there who like driving trucks simply because they get to do what they want to do. Like, I remember I was dating this truck driver and baby, he, I thought he was the sweetest man on earth. And I was just like, you know, this is sad to say, I judge me if you want to, but okay. So he was very, very heavy set, you know what I mean? And, um, very, very large, very large. Um, and he was a truck driver and he just assumed, I just assumed like, you know, he was really nice. He took care of his son. He like, he had full custody of son. Like he was going to be a really nice guy. And then I'm not even going to lie in my mind. I was like, like, he's too big to be doing all that. She like, like he was too tired, like from driving. Like when you got back, you was going to be like, too tired to do anything. Yeah, that's why that's what I get for assuming cuz brother although he was big, he had all the time in the world. He was listen, he was talking to everybody and their mama. I got my feelings hurt like for real. So I will never assume that just because somebody <laughs> is is really large that they're not that they're not cheating cuz he 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 did your girl dirty. But he was a truck driver. And so I asked him, I was like, dude, do y'all have girlfriends in every state? And he was like, nah, they just be saying that. That's that's a lie. Listen, go with your gut, sis. If you feel it, go with it. Because Karen's husband was cheating on her with women. So she, um, with women in different states. Now, the first husband used to beat on her mentally and physically. And then she married her second husband. And although he didn't beat on her, he was cheating on her. And I don't want to think every time my husband is on the road that he out there, you know, sticking his Willy Wonka in somebody else or not even just having sex, just conversations. Because to me, conversation is like that leads to that's a form of cheating. Like you're sharing your intimate thoughts and stuff with someone else. So it doesn't have to just be sex. It can be talking. It can be a number of things. So I agree with Karen. You got to go. Like if you can't be faithful, go ahead and take your truck driving tail on and find you somebody else. So that's what she said. So she ended up leaving him. But as soon as she left him, she ended up meeting this guy named John Clowers, Flowers, John Clowers. So, um, 
it seemed I'm proud of Karen because it seemed like she didn't put up with no bullcrap. But even though she didn't put up with no bullcrap, it was like she didn't seem like she could be by herself. You know what I mean? So she would leave one man and then find another man. And it seemed like she never took the time to focus on healing herself. Because when she met John Clowers, he seemed really, really nice. And he took care of her. He took care of her daughter, Pam. And as a single parent, that's what you're looking for. I mean, if you're a good parent, you're looking for someone who's going to understand that you're a package deal. Like, don't come over here talking about when is your daughter going over her daddy's house because your feelings going to get hurt. No, she's not going over there. But you finna go over your daddy's house if you keep asking where my daughter's going. So, I mean, when you're a single parent, you're hoping that, you know, you meet that person who not only accepts you, but they accept your kid. And that's what Karen felt like she found in John. So when he asked her to marry him, she was like, of course, why wouldn't I marry you? Because you're everything that I've been looking for. Um, And so they get married. And about a couple of months later, listen, not this brother didn't even wait a whole year. A couple of months later, John just decided, listen, I'm tired of playing games. I'm going to show you who I really am. And so he shows Karen who he really is. And he starts beating on her mentally, physically. Um, And of course, you know, he don't care if he's doing it in front of Pam. Like I saw this episode, I think it was on home health homicide. And I was just like, wow, this is crazy. I need to tell my such a lady people about it. And so that's where it came from. But even the neighbors were saying that they could hear him yelling at her from their houses. So you got to be a loud, upset person that when you yelling at your wife that you everybody down the street can hear it you know what I mean um so I don't I'm not sure why like Karen continues to stay with John um the first two she left but maybe she didn't want to feel like she had another failed marriage because a lot of times that is an issue I mean uh when I when my marriage ended I think I grieved the marriage more than I grieved the person who I was married to. Um, and that's a crazy thing because I was so concerned about like, day people, um, came to my wedding and then it was over like six months later. And again, like I said, that's a roundup. So we probably was done three months in, um, but we tried to make it work, but I was embarrassed. Like people be like, where's your husband at? I'd be like, where's your husband at? Knowing these people ain't never got married, ain't had a boyfriend. But it was like, I was angry at them because my crap didn't work. So I was thinking maybe Karen stayed because she had two marriages that didn't work. Maybe she stayed because she had Pam. I don't know why she stayed, but she stayed. And so Pam gets older, her daughter, and she meets her husband, John And this is John number two. So we got John number one, and then we got John number two. Now, I'm just thinking in my own self head, if I didn't watch my mama get beat and mistreated by somebody named John, I'm not going to date nobody named John. Like, you couldn't even talk. John would be on my no list. Like, I have a no list. And I know that some of y'all have a no list. Like, uh, Michaels are on my no list. Marks are on my no list and Christopher's are on my no list. Like, I don't, we can't even be friends. Like, don't, don't, don't even say hi. 
Okay, so if I saw my mama being mistreated by John, yeah, you couldn't even come holler at me. Hey, girl, my name is John. Listen, shut up. But apparently, Pam thought that John number two was different than John number one. So she marries John number two and they start this family and she has this baby and everything is going good for Pam and her family, even though her mom is still over here getting beat up and cussed out every day. So John number two comes over one day and he's like, listen, mama, um, you know, in law, I know these people and they're looking for some help. And it's a way for you to get out of the house. It's a way for, you know, you to make some extra money. And because you do like helping other people, I think this would be a good thing for you to do. So Karen's like, I mean, like, what else? What's the worst that could happen? Like, I could stay here and John number one can keep talking to me crazy. Or I could, you know, I could go and talk to these people and see what they're talking about. And so that's what happens. She goes and she be, she meets the couple Ruth Ann and Andrew Madden. Now, Ruth Ann and Andrew Madden have been married for a long time. They're this beautiful couple. Um, Ruth Ann is just this cute little petite woman who people say she, when she leaves out the house, she like nothing is out of place. Like she, I want to be like her when I grow up. Okay. Like every time she stepped on the scene, like she doing a gangster lean, like everybody, everybody had nothing but nice things to say about Ruth Ann. And they even had nice things to say about, um, Andrew because Andrew, he was a veteran and he, uh, was married before and he had a son. Well, his son stated that the reason why his first marriage didn't work is because he was very, very um, nice to his mom before he went to Vietnam. But when he came back, his mom said that he was very, very cold and he was just mean. And so she didn't want to put up with that and she didn't have to. So she decided that she wanted to move on and she did. And so Andrew ended up going to Oklahoma for some something with one of his buddies. And when Andrew goes to Oklahoma, that's when he meets Ruth Ann. And he sees this small little lady, this petite lady. And he's a taller guy, you know. He, he weighs probably like maybe two close to two, three hundred, but you know, this small lady and he sees her and he is immediately in love with her. And so he walks up to her and I guess he, he like, Hey boo, can I get your number? Where your man at? Um, I don't know if that's what he really said, but he said, you know, he said something because eventually they started dating, they get married. Um, things are great for years. Um, but eventually Andrew's son comes to stay with them. And at first, Anderson seemed to have good things to say about Ruth Ann. He, like, she's really sweet. They never argued. Things were always good. But then one day, Andrew says that Ruth Ann says that he pushed her. He said he didn't push her. He just kind of walked down the hall and bumped into her. But mind you, this is when this he's 17. He's full of hormones. He's st- he said that he liked to listen to his music loud. And I can only imagine she's telling him to cut the music down. He like, you ain't my mama. And she like, you know, so it's him. And then it's his 
stepmom and then his dad in the middle. And so I could see that being, a, you know, tension in the house. So eventually Andrew's like, listen, I'm out. I don't got to put up with this stuff. And so he moves out as you should. If you don't want to listen to the rules, then you go find you somewhere else to stay. If you're doing it like that, you can do what you want to do when you're popping, but not when I'm paying bills. When I'm paying bills, you do what I tell you to do. But so he left. And after he left, Andrew and Ruthann decided that they were going to try to get their marriage back on track. They were like, listen, the kid is gone. Let's try to get things better. And for the next couple of years, things were better until Andrew went to the doctor and because his health was declining and it was showing to be because of, you know, the things that were happening when he was in Vietnam, I guess it was kind of catching up to him. And that's with anything else, you know, like even if you smoke, once you stop smoking, it can still cause effects later on down, you know, in life. So I guess that's what happened with Andrew because they told him that they found a tumor on his equilibrium. Now, if you know what your equilibrium is, it's Mine is off. Like I would, but I'm a hypochondriac too. So when I read that, I was like, I wonder if I got a tumor on my equilibrium because I'm clumsy as heck. Like I can't keep my balance or what. But then I reminded myself, Siobhan, you got to stop doing that. Like you can't do that. Like stop. But he had a tumor on his equilibrium and this caused him to not be able to walk. So he was wheelchair bound. Now, because remember his wife is this little bitty lady and then he's this bigger guy then it's it's hard plus Ruth Ann is working she didn't got a job where she's able to take care of her and um Andrew comfortably and it not you know it not be any issues but also she's only one person and going to work and coming home and cleaning the house and having to take care of your husband, even if you do love him, can be a lot. I promise it can. And then just just the stress of seeing your loved one decline, that alone can drain you. So you, you never really know what someone is going through who's taking care of someone. So I, I think that Ruth Ann was doing a good job because she could have just put the man in the home and been like, hey, go on about your business. Like, I got stuff to do, but she didn't. They ended up deciding that they were going to get someone to help them. And that's how Karen comes into the picture. So um, reports say the VA paid for it. Andrew's son said that Ruthann paid for it. But either way, Andrew got somebody to take care of him. Now, listen, I'm not a psychic. I don't claim to be. But as soon as I heard that they had hired a helper to help and she was a woman I knew it was gonna be a problem I mean you ain't gotta be psychic to know that something was finna go wrong with that I mean let's just let's call a spade a spade okay because if my husband is sick and we gotta call somebody in we finna call in the oldest nurse that they got available he gonna be the strongest one but he gonna be the oldest one I'm gonna call down there and be like look I'm looking for the strongest male nurse that you have listen don't send no females over here and it's not even just because I don't trust him or I don't trust her it's just that when you spending a lot of time with someone and you know you're expressing things to them sometimes stuff happen 
it it happened. So why even put yourself in that situation? And that's why I was like, like, Ruth Ann, I mean, you know, everybody was saying good things about you. I'm just wondering, like, did that ever cross your mind that he might call, you know, start cheating on you? But apparently it didn't. So she's going to work and Karen is coming over there and Karen is acting like she got a whole nother life though, bro. She really is because at home with John number one, he's like beating on her and talking to her crazy. But when she come over here, it's like a whole nother life because it's like she's the wife here. Because when Ruth, Ruth Ann leaves, it's her and Andrew and they over here playing house. And so Andrew, I mean, Andrew starts seeing these bruises on her and he's mad. Like he's mad. Like it's his wife or his daughter or his sister. But apparently he didn't condone men beating on women. He thought that that was like the scum of the earth. So he was like, that. that's never, ever okay. And so he was telling, you know, Karen, you need to leave him alone. And I can only imagine that Karen based on all these other horrible relationships she had been in, she meets this guy and he's showing interest and he's showing that he cares for her. And so she starts, you know, feeling some type of way. But before Karen could even leave John number two, he ends up dying from a suspected heart attack. So she don't got to leave him. She don't because he's already dead. So she, listen, she F-R-E-E, John is, she free from John number one. Well, now that she's free from John number one, Ruthann and Andrew are having problems because now that his health is declining, he's saying that he's not able to, you know, get his little Willy Wonka up. And so now he's saying that Ruthann is no longer attracted to him and things of that nature. But these are all things that Andrew is saying because everybody else is saying that Ruth Ann is just obsessed with him. Like she worshiped the ground that he walked on and at everything. But he went and got these Viagra pills. So if he wasn't able to get it up before, he's able to get it up now because Andrew's son was saying that the Viagra pills was, they was coming up missing real, real fast. Andrew was also stating, though, that he thought that Ruth Ann was cheating on him because she was never at home. Bro, she was working. Like, who, who's, who's, who, you not working. So where's she supposed to be at home on the couch with you? That's what I understand, though. Like, a lot of times it be the ones who be sitting at home not doing nothing that be complaining and accusing. Okay, I understand that you can't, you can't work. I get that. But don't accuse me of cheating because I can work. Like, I, like, you mad because I can walk, I don't, I can walk, like, I don't understand. Like, so he's mad. He's accusing her of cheating. He's stating that she doesn't want to touch him. And this is what he's telling everyone. But in reality, it was his way of making himself feel better because guess what? Andrew was rolling around here cheating with Karen and they over here. And that's why the Viagra pills was gone. Cause he over here had that bumping uglies with Karen. And so he's making people think that Ruth Ann is out here having a hot girl summer. And really she's not, she at work 
and she's and she's taking care of listen she's going to she's going to kill the bacon okay she's bringing home the bacon she's cooking the bacon and then she's putting on the bacon the bacon on a plate for him and he over here popping viagras for karen and i'm i'm confused like why not ask if y'all have been married all these years y'all should have a foundation where if you think your wife is cheating on you then ask her you know what I mean? But he didn't want to ask. You know why he didn't want to ask? He didn't want to ask because if he asked and he found out that she wasn't cheating, then A, he would have been wrong because he was cheating. And B, he would have been loud and wrong because she wasn't cheating. Like if I'm a cheat on you, I'm a revenge cheat, baby, I'm going to have video, audio. Listen, I'm going to have DNA. I'm going to have everything. I'm going to slap it on the table. So listen, so hard, your mama going to feel it. Now, you can't slap thoughts on the table, Andrew. And that's all he had was thoughts. He thought she was cheating. And I don't even think he thought she was cheating. I think that he wanted her to be cheating because it made him feel better about himself. But that's just my opinion. And I don't get paid for my opinion. But so they continue cheating. And while they're doing this and Karen is playing house, she's falling in love with Andrew. So it's like she's coming over there and Ruth Ann is leaving and she's like, I've never had a guy to treat me so well in my entire life. And so now what the only thing left to do is what? Get rid of the wife. And Karen was so cold blooded that she was slipping up telling other people that that she was falling in love with him. Like she told her daughter, she told John number two, like people around the town knew that they were. A couple, they were going to stores together. It was kind of like as soon as Ruth Ann left for work, it was like, okay, I don't know if they got in the car or he said, get on top and they rolled into town and he was on. Well, I don't know how they did it, but they was acting like they was a couple while Ruth Ann was at work. So I can only imagine in Karen's mind, she was just like, dang, the only thing stopping me from living my best life ever is this lady. So one day she's on her way, I guess, maybe over to the house and she's having car problems. Uh, Karen is. And so I guess she calls, you know, Andrew and she's like, hey, look, I'm having car problems. And what can he do? He can't roll down there and do nothing. I mean, he could roll down there, but what are you going to do when he get there? Right. So he um, he said, you know what? Hold up. Sit tight. I'm going to call, you know, Ruth Ann. So Ruth Ann, now this would kill me. Ruth Ann didn't been at work all day, bring getting the bacon ready. He called her and he like, listen, check this out. Karen didn't had a breakdown on the side of the road and she needs somebody to come help her. And I can't, so can you. So I, Ruth Ann is like, yeah. And I don't know if it's yeah because that's her friend. I don't know if it's yeah because she takes care of her husband. I don't know, but... Ruth Ann was nice enough to say, yeah, I'm going to go help her get her car fixed. Or if I, if we can't get the car fixed, at least she can get a ride home with me. You know, either way I go, I'm not going to leave her there. So she gets there and she's like, hey, you know, Karen, what's going on with your car? And Karen's like, oh, I got it fixed. Come look and see. And so while um, Ruth Ann is walking over to the trunk of the car, Karen pulls out a gun and she shoots Ruth Ann twice. Like, you just shoot her. Like, this lady been paying you. 
you didn't been in this lady's house. You just shoot her like she ain't nothing. But here's the crazy part. Karen wasn't the only one there. John number two was there. John number two was initially supposed to be the person who was supposed to kill her. Karen had paid John number two $5,000 to kill her. John number two was like, look, I just took that lady's money. I did. I took the money, but I knew I wasn't going to do it. But apparently, I guess she kept hounding him about it. And so he was like, yeah, I'll do it. But by the time they got there, he had chickened out. But Karen was like, listen, it's now or never. And so she killed the lady and then they left. Well, the police initially thought that it was a, a carjacking gone wrong. But when they got, you know, they did some further investigation, they saw that Ruthann had like a handful of hair in her hand. And then also someone said that they saw a white Chevy Lumina leaving, you know, the area. So the police are doing their due diligence. And then one of Karen's neighbor calls in and they like, hey, check this out. It's this white Chevy Lumina back then next to me. And so the police go over there and they talking to Karen and they like, hey, do you know this lady named Ruthann? And she's like, I mean... Yeah, I kind of know her. I mean, yeah, I know her. And they was like, have you heard anything about her? And and she was like, yeah, like, I mean, I talked to her husband yesterday. He said she got killed. Like, I mean, very, very calm about it. You know what I mean? And so they bring her in for questioning. And she's just like, you know, yeah, I really, really like Andrew. He's the best guy I ever had. And so she puts everything off on John number two. She's like... John number two knew I was in love and he wanted me to be happy. So he, um, he, he did it. And he told me that if I didn't pay him $500 to keep my mouth shut, that he was going to kill me. And so the police was like, "Mm, okay, sit tight. Let's go do some more research. So then they go bring in John number two and John number two is like, look, nah, that ain't what happened at all. What happened was she was obsessed with him. And so she wanted to be with him, even though this was not her man, even though he was married to someone else, she wanted this man. And so he was like, she paid me, but again, I didn't plan on doing anything. And so they go back and they talk to her and her story changes. But again, she still doesn't admit to everything. So then they roll Andrew in. And when Andrew gets in, he's like, listen, I should have just divorced my wife. He said, I mean, can you understand what it's like to be in love with two women? I mean, he was just honest. He was like, you know, I I really do. I I loved them both. He was like, I should have just divorced her. He set the call up. Like, he set the call in motion that he knew was going to have his wife killed. His wife of all these years killed behind this lady that he just met. I mean, he don't, y'all ain't even live together. You don't even know. Do she keep a clean house? Like, I mean, it's like, do she know how to cook? Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, all you get is what she's showing you when she's there. That's it. That's all. Um, You don't know, but you are willing to throw everything away for this woman that you just met. You know what I mean? So he tells the police everything. And so they bring Karen back in. And finally, Karen is like, yeah, I shot her, but I'm sorry. She's dead. I shot her, but I'm sorry. I was sleeping with her husband, but I shot her and I'm sorry. 
Like you, like she, I mean, what is the "I'm sorry" at the end for? I didn't understand it. It was odd. I don't know if she put it in there so that the people wouldn't think she was a bad person, but she was just like, I, I was really, I, I am in love with Andrew. Like I really, absolutely am. Like he was the best person. I've never had anybody treat me like that, and we're gonna be together. So the police are like, yeah, no, y'all aren't. You're finna go to jail, and so they end up arresting. Karen, they arrest John number two, and then they also end up arresting um goodness Andrew because he played a part in it as well. And they all go to jail. But how about this? When they go to jail, Karen starts telling people that her and Andrew they're that they're married. Like she takes on this man's last name. And so she calls her daughter, Pam, and, and, you know, Pam is thinking, like, maybe my mom is trying to get in, you know, apologize for all the bull crap she didn't put me through. But no, what she's trying to get Pam to do is she wants to send the letters to Pam for Andrew and then Pam forward those to Andrew. And Pam was like, no, I'm not doing that. You wrong. And I'm not doing that. And she hung up on her. And that was the end of their relationship. But I agree with her. Like, don't use me. Like, she didn't even try to pretend. She just called and was like, hey, listen, I need you to do this real quick. And Pam was like, no, I'm not good for Pam. But even after that happened, she was still stating that they were together. But they, after doing research, they never got married. And she never, she was just taking on his last name because she was crazy. She was back crazy. That's just what it was. Because... And and let me not say that she was crazy because, I mean, I guess if you've never had anything and then it was kind of like she was covered in that lady's uh, marriage, but it's never okay to take something that doesn't belong to you. I mean, she could have told him, listen, you can get a divorce. It's possible. I've done it twice. It's okay. Life goes on. But she decided that she wanted to help him kill his wife. And so she ended up going to jail being sentenced for life, but she ended up dying from pneumonia. And even up until the date that she passed away, she still was claiming that her and Andrew were in love and were married. So that is our toxic love story of the week. That is my birthday toxic love story. Listen, y'all don't forget to be great on purpose, not only because y'all great, but just because this week, 41 years ago, I was born and such a lady is here. So listen, what are we talking about? So we're going to celebrate all week long. I mean, are, are y'all down? So listen, we celebrating so hard that if you in a toxic relationship, go ahead and leave today. You don't need no reason other than the fact that you deserve better. So go ahead and leave. So we're going to celebrate my birthday and you leaving that toxic relationship. You don't need nobody. You don't need to call him. Y'all don't need to talk about it. Not one more time. You don't need to discuss it with your family. You don't need to do anything but leave because you deserve more. And I love you. Let's meet back here next week or we can meet at such a lady 30 on Instagram or such a lady at Facebook. However we meet, I can't wait to chat with you. All right. Be great on purpose, guys. Love you.